you think it's funny to take screenshots of people's NFTs? Eh? It's like property theft is just some sort of joke to you. Delete that screenshot. And my name is Sean Morley. This episode is about NFTs. And you know what we always say about NFTs? I sure do, Jack. If, if you're, you're not, not right-clicking, right you're wrong-clicking. Wrong we ask, what is an NFT? What is the promise of an NFT? And how are those promises unfulfilled? This is easy. An NFT is just like a little drawing that makes the world go hot. It's usually of a monkey or a lion. <laughs> and people get angry when you download them. Done. If you have some fungible tokens to invest in art, please consider supporting our work at patreon.com forward slash mandatory redistribution party. We hugely appreciate it. Thank you. And if you want to raise the market value of our podcast, you can talk us up to your friends and family. Tell them we're going to the moon. I'd love to go to the moon. Yeah, it's not, it's not a pyramid scheme. Now, let's just open up the Mando's NFT tracker and see how our progress to the moon is going. Jack. Jack, are you looking at this? Oh my God. Jack, it's happening. Oh my God, Sean, we're going to the moon. Look at that line going up. I, I can see it go up in real time. It's heading to Mars. It's gone through the fucking moon. We can finally sell Mandos and realize our true dream of becoming buy-to-let landlords. Yes! yes. I'm gonna make a student nurse live in a shed. Yes! You're providing a service. Wait, what's... Hang on, what's this cursor on the screen? Is this you? You got no. a mouse on this? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's hovering over all the Mando's episodes. No, they can't. That's banned. That's, no. that's illegal. They're, they're not allowed. They're right-clicking. They're right-clicking. No. No. No! no! What do you call those little small plates that aren't as big as normal plates? Little plate. You call that little plate? Yeah, a little plate. You don't call it like a side plate? No, or... a little plate. What's it on the side of? It's a little plate. You could put you could put some bread on the side with it. If you're having like a big meal, you could have bread on the side. Leave that on the fucking, leave that on a breadboard. Why are you creating washing up? You could be fine. You could have multiple. Sometimes it's good to use all of the crockery in one meal. I tell you what, I've got loads of little plates. I've got more little plates than regular plates. Yeah. By virtue of accidentally smashing loads of big plates. How many little plates do you have? Seven. And how do you know that you own those little plates? They are in my house. Yeah? Okay. So let's say, <laughs> we're taking you on a hypothetical now. When Let's say <laughs> I'm round and then when I yeah. leave, uh -huh. I, I take one of your plates yeah. with me. You don't know. No. But then when I get home, I WhatsApp you a, a picture of me with your little plate in my wow. house. Yeah. And I say- I'd find that really funny. I say, I've took this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not giving it back. And I want us to remain friends. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I'd, want to fall out over I'd it. I find that really funny, though. Yeah. So we wouldn't fall out. No. We'd continue normally. 
our normal interactions would carry on. I've taken one of your plates. Yeah, yeah. Who owns that plate now? You. You've not given it to me, though. No, you took it. And that means I own it? Yeah. Are you using it? No. <laughs> no. Um, it's outside. <laughs> Where have you put it? Huh? Where have you put it? I've left it on the recycling bin. What? Why did you take that, then? Mm, I've got some weird guilt issues about using it. Why didn't you give it me back? You live quite a way away. It's not convenient. Well, I really have you turned now. Now I'm annoyed with you. Yeah. Sean. Okay, but does your annoyance change who owns the plate? As soon as Summit's on a bin, uh huh, that's anyone's game. Okay, I, I, I posted it back through the letterbox. It's now on my um, welcome mat. Yours again. Mine again. So if it, if some if something in someone's house, that's that's ownership. Under the current rules, yeah, which are all derived from finders keepers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you can't find us keepers with. Because I could come into your house and I could find a lot. I know, Presumably but if it's in my house, I found that. it. Right, I've got okay. It. That's mine. So, I've, so I've pre, that's pre-found. The way to get something is the moment you reach base <laughs> and you look at the item and you're in your house... Then it's yours. Ownership is transferred. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, if you live in a shared house, mm-hmm. that's where it gets complex. That is very complex. Mm. Because everyone's yeah. finding a lot of things uh, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Everyone's finding each other's milk. Yeah, so there's, there's a fine skills rule and there's also just um, the default rule of if it's on a thing that is yours you know like where you live mm-hmm. then it de facto becomes yours that's one of the rules of capitalism i think so if i brought a tractor not a tractor i mean um i think if a rat lives in your house it's yours oh it's, well, so if, if a pigeon flies in i own the pigeon until it goes back out until it goes back out but i can prevent it from not going out because <clears> it's my pigeon uh-huh. these uh-huh. are the rules of ca- i don't make these rules so if i brought a trolley with me mm. to your house yeah i could probably <laughs> throw things out of your window <laughs> onto this trolley right yeah well that'd break them no not a pillow yeah, okay. I yeah. could throw Pick a pillow a into a object. trolley. Yeah, for sure. A... I thought you meant plates. And you would be watching this. Yeah. Going, fair's fair. I'd be watching it thinking, what the fuck is Sean doing? Uh-huh. Um, That's the kind of behaviour that lets me get away with things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, pr- I might film it. Uh-huh. TikTok. Um, LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Please help me find work. I've just been robbed. <laughs> uh, no. I was like, look at this guy's new Robin. No one's done this before. Yeah, look at this entrepreneur. This is an innovator. Yeah, pillow salesman. You going off and say, are you going to sell them to other people the stuff you yeah, buy? Why not? Me? I've no got enough pillows. Want it. No one's going to want it. Why? Well, my stuff. I won't advertise it as Jack's stuff. I'll just advertise it as our pillow. <laughs> this is Jack's pillow. Who's Jack? Yeah, even oh, then. This podcast. I, <laughs> even then, no one's going to want my shit. No, I could clean that up. It's just a pillow. That's okay, fine. Yeah. Secondhand pillow. Right. I'd buy a second-hand pillow. Okay. I'd steal a second-hand pillow from you. <clears throat> I think we're thinking of... I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the very specific pillow that you're sat right next to, which our friend made, which yeah, is a... this one. This one's got no resale value. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to describe it now that you've brought up the first um, pillow? So it's got, the, it's got two pieces of artwork on it from the manga One Punch Man. Uh-huh. One is of One Punch Man and a kind of beast extremely cool and if you flip it yeah this is bad here yeah we've got an image that look it's one punch man with a red-faced maiden um that and that is the side that i don't outward face i think perhaps my friend who gave me this was amused by the concept of you owning me it. owning yeah it. yeah it's yeah. not quite a waifu body pillow it's but i could see it as a gateway drug yes yeah, yeah it's not absolutely. great yeah 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 i wouldn't steal this <laughs> i'm happy to declare that you it's, own this yeah it's not in the trolley yeah so you could mint this as an nft though yeah it's not fungible 
Fungible? I've only ever read NFT. Is it fungible I think or fungible? I think it's a hard G. Fungible. Oh, no, I think it's fun oh, soft G. Fungible. Fungible. I think it's fungible. Do you know this? No. I've never heard anyone say it. Why would you? It's like an entirely online <laughs> phenomenon. Fungible. I think it's fungible. Fungible. Like corrigible. Whichever one we pick, we're, we're trapped, and if we're wrong... I'm actually happy just to pick fungible and die by it. We're going fungible. Well, I'd rather that than live in this limbo. Let's go fungible. fungible. I think fungible feels right. So fungible. in terms of fungibility, you know you can um, NFT like real physical goods. Why? Uh, just to transfer. Like they don't need to actually move anywhere. Damien Hurst has done an NFT of real goods, yeah. of like actual physical artwork. And then when you get it, you can ask to have the physical <sighs> artwork sent to you. Or you could just not just have the NFT. <sighs> People are, there's been like a publicity stunt of people NFTing a massive tungsten cube. Oh my. But um, they God. don't move the cube. The cube remains where it, where it was left. Oh. Well, this, yeah, but that's the same for the ones that are just JPEGs because the NFT isn't the thing. Mm. It's, it's like a license to the thing that exists on the blockchain. That's where there's this like talking past each other cycle, like a dynamo that's always rotating yeah. of the right, cl the right click <laughs> argument. <laughs> And then <laughs> NFTs been like, no, you haven't done it, you haven't done it. But that's why it's funny, because we know that that's what not the yeah. NFT is. And you're going, no, no, yeah. I've got something. I've downloaded it, so I've got it. No, yeah. I have a different thing. <laughs> it's different to that. But this, it's especially, and it's different from physical. The, the difference between the physical object connected to the NFT that can move around and the JPEG connected mm. to the NFT is that the JPEG exists as data mm. which can be infinitely duplicated mm -hmm. and be exactly the same this is why you know we all remember the advert like you wouldn't steal a car yeah, yeah. it's like well maybe i would steal a car if your car remained there exactly the same and i was able to duplicate it precisely yeah infinitely probably then if that was the case i would steal cars constantly but this would be like in a world where someone does steal your car and in the morning you see your car's gone and you go, not a problem. I've got the receipt right here. <laughs> yeah. Which because is I don't want a... to drive it. Yeah. I never wanted to drive this. Yeah. I wanted this, the receipt that says I own the car. You can mm. go and crash that into a tree for all I care. Yeah. Because I've got this receipt because the only reason I want the car, I never wanted to drive it. I wanted to sell this bad car to an idiot. Yes. And this receipt is my ticket. Dare we suggest that the NFT is the highest order of what one might call commodity fetishism, where there is an attribution of value to the thing kind of disconnected from anything else, but you become obsessed with it. So you are having the NFT not for its use value, but purely on a speculation of its exchange value. Use value is the reason you would actually have or want a thing, which obviously you would think, oh, it's because it's the ownership of this thing. Mm. But the ownership only matters to the extent that you can further sell it for more money. So the reason you care about it, its use is primarily its exchange value for other money, whether that be fucking Ethereum or fiat currency or fucking yeah. whatever. It's just the fucking object of speculation. It's another way to extract wealth from speculation that's just what it is in the most abstract terms like i think a lot oh of yeah people... that's extremely abstract no i mean like yeah, yeah. nfts are themselves the most biggest abstraction so yeah, like yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, use yeah. value is like really easy to get your head around if you've ever like encountered a fork yeah 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 you don't need to think about you know i've had just as much pleasure from a fork i've not even owned <laughs> than there's forks that i can have from my own cutlery drawer yeah what a fork can do for me has nothing to do with ownership of a seat <laughs> 
But with NFTs, they're not supposed to really do anything for anyone. Other than signify ownership. Well... That's their function. It, well, their they're fun- a certificate of ownership. Yeah, so the N- NFT is locked onto the blockchain. Uh-huh. Uh, should we cover what a blockchain is? So a blockchain is a bunch of um, blocks of data mm-hmm. that within them contain a hash, which is an encrypted, encrypted data, which explains what is on the previous block Mm -hmm. and what is expected on the next block Mm -hmm. and what's cool about it is that (laughs) if you wanted to be careful no i think the blockchain itself isn't like bad it's Uh crypto and it's nfts people wanted to have an encrypted line of data in the same way that you can have in the same way that people made decentralized torrenting so that i can now get series four of game of thrones even if you blew up thousands of computers (laughs) across the world it's sort of decentralized it's almost exclusively used now for crypto and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. people have just used it to secure data in secure yeah, yeah, ways yeah. because if you want to tamper with some of the data, it's, it's the tamper-proofness that's mm-hmm. the advertising is. Because each block contains like semi-encrypted replicas of the previous and next block, if you wanted to tamper with one thing, you'd have to tamper with all of the things because mm-hmm. they kind of contain... Hence, they kind of contain little codes chained. of each other. Yeah, and so the, the chain makes it, and then what people want to do with that, then people, it starts going banana town when you have like americans right libertarian want to make a new techno currency yeah, called yeah, cryptocurrency yeah, yeah. where the idea is that it's completely like unmoored from the the state the state yeah, machinations yeah. of state because because you know the, the valid criticism they make is that states do tamper with currencies yeah, for the yeah, sake yeah, of yeah. corporates plutocracy yeah, and so on yeah, yeah. And it's fallen into the same right libertarian fallacy that if you made a Wild West world, <laughs> that wouldn't just allow new powerful yeah, actors exactly, to exist exactly, in a exactly, world exactly. completely devoid of like regulation or punishment or higher authority. Yeah. So people can take over currencies. Yeah. And the two big promises of an NFT is that one, it cannot be tampered with. Once yeah. something is written into the blockchain, it cannot be messed around Until with. Until it... Is <laughs> until it is and can be, and the other is that it's like a fully rubber stamped, yeah. objective proof of ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are many reasons why both of these things do not stand up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the basic thing about ownership, you just point to all the big scandals where people have just printed lies. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the same of just going, I've got a safe deposit box in the middle of the ocean, so yeah. everything that goes in it must be true. Yeah, no, <laughs> you could put a lie in that. Do you think it's funny to take screenshots of people's NFTs? Eh? It's like property theft is just some sort of joke to you. I'm gonna have you know that the the blockchain doesn't lie. It's mine. I own it. And even if you have right-click saved, tough news, buddy. It's my property. You're just mad that you don't own the art that I own. Delete that screenshot. The origins of cryptocurrency is founded upon the ideological dreamscape of American right libertarianism. Like most children birthed from this great canal, it is born ill and grows up to be evil. It correctly identifies the excesses and corruption and general thumbs on the scalesification of liberal democratic plutocratic states. And their attempt to address this problem is to create a new wild west where they get to do the excess and corruption instead. Now, you want to know the big secret of NFTs? Lean in. Closer. 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 Closer.
I've just given you a little kiss on the cheek there. Nothing to worry about, just between friends. NFTs have nothing to do with, with art. Sorry, I shouldn't have done the, I don't, don't think I should have done the kissing thing. I, I told myself, I told myself to write that out of the script and I've, doesn't matter. NFTs have nothing to do with art. The NFTs are artwork is irrelevant. That the cryptographic tokens are represented by anything is just a handy brain foothold. That the artworks are purely tokens, a convenient user-friendly stand-in for cryptographic authentication strings, helps answer one of NFT's other big questions to an outsider. Why is the art so shit? This is intentional. The beautiful piece of art auctioning for a lot of money is not interesting. It's not headline news. It's not going to bring more eyes into the NFT cubbyhole. But a low-res horny lion going for millions of smackers is a confusingly attention-grabbing phenomenon. It's also an extension of a practice which is neither new nor newsworthy. Art has long been the go-to currency of millionaire money launderers. Bought to be sold, bought to be a capital asset, intentionally overvalued for resale, bought to evade tax. A Picasso perpetually slingshot around the world from shipping container to shipping container. Never hung, only unwrapped in auction houses. Still feels more plausibly valuable than a JPEG of a monkey slurping up Huel from a space helmet. In 2016, the EU rolled out new regulations on art sales after the publication of the Panama Papers. In 2017, CryptoKitties, the first mainstream NFT website, is launched. These items are just financial assets. Trading tokens, the Pokemonification of money. Pound coin is fungible. One pound coin is basically as good as another. At least in theory. We've all turned out a dirty coin of our lives. Am I right? NFTs are all unique. If cryptocurrency is spending normal boring currency for exciting volatile currencies because you're convinced that its value will rise, NFTs are exactly the same, except now your money is a holographic gif of Sailor Moon riding Mian Cat wedged horizontally in the Suez Canal. And the promise of NFTs are built on the back of two foundational promises. And strap your brain in here because this will be unavoidably technical. Promise number one. NFTs are secure and unmodifiable by any means. NFTs rely on decentralized blockchains. They are decentralized because there is no central authority that make decisions like who gets to write what. These are made by automatic and anonymous consensus algorithms. Most cryptocurrencies rely on proof of work in order to write to it. To prevent the server from receiving a billion requests constantly, or worse yet, intentional malicious denial of service attacks, which work by people sending an overabundance of requests at once to crash a server, proof of work requires someone issuing requests to perform a not insignificant amount of computing power locally on their own device. This makes it harder for people to spam. So when you see people with shipping containers full of RTX GPUs with the electrical consumption of a small country, that is what they're doing. Just useless junk processes. They're not crunching anything that's useful for anyone. They're just proving to a server that they want to write to a blockchain more than they want a habitable planet full of cool animals. Now, proof of work is absolutely awful for the environment, but it's one of the only ways devised to keep the relative powers of stakeholders even. Now, this is necessary because if someone ever gets 51% of an entire cryptocurrency, it's basically game over. 
This person now owns the currency effectively. They are the consensus that the algorithm relies on to work out who can write what to where. So they can just fuck the whole thing up or fuck the whole thing off. They can take money out. They can they can impose huge transaction fees. Those who might want to cash out, they might need to pay now just to even leave and take to take the money out of that blockchain. Right now, even if you're a millionaire, it's kind of difficult to get your hands on a few thousand GPUs to make an attempt at a 51% attack. But that's not going to be the case always. GPU scarcity could improve. And even then, because currently the distribution is such that people always have the option to mine new coins rather than fork out huge rates for existing currency. But mining is going to dry up. Bitcoin, for example, only has a finite amount of coins. But even if you don't have that problem, eventually with continued mining, it's probably going to be the case that the currency will deflate as new coins go into circulation. So eventually, mining will stop being cost effective because the new coins that you're getting are worth so much less than what you could buy off of someone. Once these kinds of transactional markets start opening up and are the only viable way of getting a new currency, once currency starts collecting in the hands of fewer people, it creates way more opportunities for a 51% takeover. And then, your currency is basically forfeit to the whims of this person. Also, decentralized blockchains are not immune to just plain old hacking. A lot of the internet runs on centralized authorities that certify something as legit. But the whole point of a decentralized cryptocurrency is there is no authoritative body. And that opens up opportunities for people to trick the system. It might be harder when it's a massive currency, but it's not exactly impossible for people to hack and steal things. Normally, millions of dollars have already been stolen from multiple crypto platforms by hackers. Promise number two, NFTs must categorically prove ownership of an item. Now, ownership is a made-up human concept wherein people agree by consensus not to touch each other's stuff. If you really want to take my plate, and I really love that plate, I've only got a limited number of options. I can convince you I've got a special claim to this plate or I use force, fists or pigs. That's it. Now, if I show you my receipt I got from the plate shop and that just doesn't do it for you, maybe you think it's forged, maybe you think it's stolen or just wrong or otherwise invalid. Maybe you don't believe in receipts. Maybe you've never seen a receipt before. Maybe you just crawled out of the woods. But we've got a bona fide ownership dispute. But my ability to lock up that receipt in a lead-lined box at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, that's not going to do anything to resolve this if you don't already trust the receipt. And if it's a lie, you don't make it more believable by making it tamper-proof. Just like if I write Sean Morley owns the moon on the blockchain, it doesn't become any more convincing than when I spray paint it on the office of my local MP. People have stolen loads of artworks and minted things they do not own into NFTs. In 2018, artwork was taken from an artist, Ching Han, who had only recently died, including drawings she made about her own stage four cancer. And those things were minted into NFTs by thieves and sold off in markets. Anything has been turned into NFTs now. And the hunger is not for art, it's just for tokens, anything you can mint, just to swell the crypto economy. And the most bizarre players are getting in on it. Charmin, the toilet paper brand, they've minted an NFT. The Canadian Royal Legion have minted an NFT. The German branch of the World Wildlife Fund have minted an NFT to fundraise for animal conservation. Hey, and who can blame them? Since the only disadvantage that NFTs have is that they're volatile, insecure, environment-destroying pyramid schemes built to facilitate money laundering and tax evasion that have been subject to too many scams to be a trustworthy proof of ownership. And if you solved all of those problems, well, you'd basically have coin. I hope you've got legal representation, that's all I'll say. 
Is my legal team are gonna make a meal out of somebody that has taken an NFT that clearly belongs to someone else and he's saying that they own it? Ah, I've got a lawyer and he is in Boston and that is in America. Open and shut for the book of them. Send them to Sing Sing. So I napsed them all over again. Beck wanted to retire. Beck had to make more albums because of LimeWire. That's the problem with your generation. Think you can just right-click save everything, huh? Embarrassing. Well, there's two stages of theft, isn't there? There's like theft down the line and theft at inception where you go, this thing is mine. Mm. Like some meme or something. Yeah. And it never was. Yeah. But you sold it to someone and then they've sold it to someone and then they've sold it to someone. So everyone yeah. in this chain has an interest in going, yes, that's, that, that was originally theirs, so now it's mine. But that's exactly the same as like America. Mm-hmm. There's also actually a... A technical problem. It's called like um, like the Byzantine generals problem. Yeah. It's how do you know when three different servers are all um, oh, reaching this. consensus? Right. Okay. Let's say there are there's a triangle of servers yeah, and yeah. they're trying to communicate, but one of them's got dodgy data. Right. Maybe two of them's got dodgy yeah, data. Yeah, yeah. The, all of the actual technical me- mechanisms mm. are all assuming error. Like mm. it's the kind of thing you'd use in, a, in an airplane. They have loads of sensors and loads of backups and algorithms which determine, oh, if one of these has gone dodgy, we don't trust it mm. because we trust the others. But none of that is accounting for people intentionally getting these things wrong. No one's trying to crash planes this way, right, because there's actually a lot easier ways to crash planes. So it's very easy and has happened that people can just send wrong data to the blockchain. Mm. So not only can people lie when they write stuff to it in the first place because they've just taken an image that was never theirs, people can actually just fiddle with and misauthenticate and actually write jump data to it to change the ownership of an NFT. And then on top of that, like, there's just the whole big... There's the whole big of um, everyone having to blow up their currency and be an advert for their own currency the whole time. And the last thing I want to talk about, how NFTs is absolutely nothing new and is just a digital version of how fine art dealerships works in America and has done for a whole long time. And there's nothing new or interesting about it. It's just the same as people who keep Picassos in Mayo's shipping containers that are never going to put them on their wall. So there's not even anything new or interesting happening in the NFT craze. But the weird thing about it, I think people get hung up. If you try to do like a a Marxist analysis of NFTs, you can be like, oh, what the fuck? Because where's all the labor going? Is it to the people who make the graphics cards or the people who like get mine the coal to, to fuel the electricity? But it's not because art works in a different way and that's what it's most equivalent to is is like the art the existing the already existing art fucking stuff where it's just seen as this like you you treat it as a commodity and as a speculative asset Mm. but like art is an outlier from the marxist analysis because the marxist analysis is about mass production and businesses competing with each other so like a business isn't going to be established in order to produce a thousand more monets Mm. than another person who is also trying to produce Monets, and there's not like a socially necessary amount of labor time to produce one Monet. How many Monets do we need? Yeah, well, exactly. How so, many Monets yeah. until we're done? Yeah, so like <laughs> it's it's a very um, like if you, it, it can throw a real spanner into your brain if you if you try to do like basically economic analysis from the 1800s onto it. I think, but what, at the same time, it's just the, the, if you go the simple thing of it is a speculative asset and mm. the concept of commodity fetishism, where people become obsessed about this like value in a thing. Um, and, and it's not just that you're like trading on futures of a piece of data. Yeah, it's that you are, you know, you're doing greater fool theory, mm. right? So greater <laughs> fool theory is 
I may have bought something that's yeah. not worth what I've paid for it yeah. at all. That doesn't matter. There just needs to be one greater fool than yeah. me, and it's suddenly just, I'm a genius. It's a, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then I yeah, but all of this financialization stuff is yeah, it works the same way. You just need enough people to believe the thing has the value, and then it just has. But that's like that's everything. That's everything. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If people believe things have value, they will have give you value. things of yeah, value yeah, yeah, exactly. for it. Yeah. And so when you get involved in NFTs in particular, because it's so like uh. visual and vocal and trying to enter the mainstream, whereas mm. these fine art dealerships is like the rarefied American aristocracy yeah. and so on. But that's it. It's a new. It's a new kind of bourgeoisie in that it's not the like rarefied old school aristocracy mm. like the art stuff it's the fucking it's they've found a way to get Silicon Valley into that same con Silicon Valley but also you need to bring everyone everyone's doing this MLM oh right? yeah of course so when yeah, you go yeah, NFTs yeah. it's like NFTs everything I just want to talk about but, NFTs going yeah. in NFT but they're, they're at the bottom of the pyramid the people who own the majority of Ethereum or the majority mm, of Bitcoin mm. is a minority of people who are extremely wealthy. Yeah. yeah. But then also when you do the MLM strategy, yeah. which is that other people have to sell on to get more people in to raise the value of the currency yes. you already own, yeah, 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 is yeah. that you build an army of like marketeers. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And just That's like with for. MLMs, I don't know if you've ever had like a friend who went to university yeah. and then just one day out of the blue just mm. messages you to be like, do you know I can save you two grand off your yeah. energy bill? So like, I've not spoken to you in 10 years. And when we did speak, we did not get on. <laughs> we were not friends, yeah, but yeah. I was I was your enemy. Yeah, yeah. I was actually your oppressor. <laughs> no reason to save me money on my bill. And it's the same with crypto. Yeah, like the yeah, way yeah. it propagates is through people in the DMs going, I've got an amazing deal from you. And it's like, you're a stranger from Germany. But they Why are, would you give me an amazing deal? <laughs> they are serving their own self-interest, but they are also primarily serving the interests of capital mm. who control for the faction of capital that controls massive chunks of this stuff. Yeah. Um, they're hoovering more people in. And also it is, it's, a, it's a speculative asset. Like the notion that like people keep talking about it as like cryptocurrency. Mm. It, yeah, it's crypto because it's not real fucking currency, is it? Like currency is functions as, you know, like a universal means of exchange, like a holder of value that can be universally exchanged easily between people in a certain context. Most of the time as that exists now in a nation state where that currency is enforced by the state, which, as we said before, <laughs> does have its fucking problems. Mm-hmm. But these crypto coins aren't functioning like that. And then they're, they're also not going to be used as, you know, means of accounting. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're they so unstable as much as obviously, you know, fiat currencies go fucked up and you can have inflation and hyperinflation. But like currencies generally exist, fiat or otherwise, to represent different aspects of the economy. Mm-hmm. And that is not <laughs> what these fucking coins do. And, and beyond selling them on, because once you like trade into a bunch of crypto coins right you're in well and also it's quite hard to take out like if you actually get rich you can't like cash out and now i'm rich you can only be weirdo bored ape rich you can't be like money rich until you can use an ape to like buy a sausage roll like people are i think there are people who are like millionaires but it's like yeah but you're millionaires trapped in this weird thing where you can only buy their nfts and you're in a currency that's not even liquid enough for you to get out money you can use to buy like a car but it's also why a lot of the other factions of capital are skeptical about it because the way Mm. you accumulate capital is most easily by extracting surplus value from people's labor, mm. right? So if you own, if all your money is in assets, but those assets are fucking sweatshops or mm. diamond mines, then people's labor increases the value of those assets. So you make a profit. Whereas, and obviously there'll be speculation on the fucking trainer market or mm. the diamond market. And so the speculation can still affect those things. But ultimately, the profits are driven by people doing work that keeps that business ticking over and makes profits. You know, and there's loads of other like 
weird different aspects of this where you get the asset and then you can load the asset up with debt because it has a certain value and then you can use that to you know extract make a great value whatever but these things function solely as a speculative asset mm. so like there isn't a load of workers connected to a bitcoin or an, a, an ethereum or a mm. dogecoin or whatever guaranteeing that grind growth that mm. tick up you get from owning other assets so it's like if you were there's a there's a faction of capital that's obviously fucking well into this mm -hmm. but the others are like I don't get it because where's the? It's just it looks like a bubble, right? Yeah. If you just tell yeah. people everything's really valuable, and then later on people are like, I don't th like now <laughs> the market's seized up on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Then suddenly we just change our minds and everyone's bankrupt. <laughs> That's what it is, right? When you make a speculative yeah. bubble, it's only valuable as long as people are yeah. building into the dream. Yeah. And the moment they're like. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. That's it. You just bankrupt people with your mind. <laughs> Not great. People are arguing constantly about what it means to like own a thing. What it means yeah. to own a picture of this monkey. <laughs> and, and people are always... The guy who got his monkeys nicked is really... Did you see that? I think there's a million guys getting Yeah, a lot of people nicked. got their monkeys nicked. Yeah. But the guy who just complained, you know, because the whole thing is like, oh, it's all decentralized. It's peer-to-peer. Yeah, you don't yeah. need any central authority. And then they go... I'm actually just going to have to directly contact the person who made the monkey and say, can you say that their NFT... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's yeah. not theirs, that it's mine. And then it's like Well hang oh, on, if oops. you yeah, if you need to if you need to contact the central authority, what's this what's this blockchain doing yeah. for you? Yeah. But I just think And who's know, who's going to enforce these rules by any chance? Is it gonna be oh no, it seems to be the state, doesn't yeah, it? Is right. it the, is it the, the state police and the judicial system? Do you need the batons to come out? <laughs> Are you sad online now you're asking for a baton? <laughs> Sorry, you, you turned your back on the batons, the batons won't assist you now. People always getting confused, like... I'm always confused. I'm always confused. Yeah, if you're not scratching your head, now. you're pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people talk about, um, under socialism, private property, and they'll yeah. think, oh, no, Stalin wants to take away my toothbrush. <laughs> and I think it's just yeah, a really yeah. awkwardly named thing that private property really like means like the means of production. Yeah, it means yeah, like yeah. big industry or like yeah, private yeah, land yeah, and yeah. so on. But I think maybe we just should have private property in the normal sense as well. I think maybe I think maybe we should take away people's toothbrush. Yeah, I think just no one should own anything. I don't need a little plate. Absolutely, return everything. Well, maybe not like a. I was going to say like a big supermarket suite, but I, I think certain finders people keepers. Have an advantage. No, because that invited <laughs> certain people. Some people are good at finders keepers, or some people are yeah, bad at finders keepers. Yeah. You just everything needs to go to a little community tribunal. Like, do you really need that? Yeah. How long do you need it for? Put it back in the. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're saying that you should take primacy over just exchange value? I think everything should just be based on who needs it right now. Do you need this right now? Can I have it? <laughs> you using this? Can I have a go? Can I have a go on this? Yeah, don't break it. <laughs> I'll wear it down a little bit. <laughs> it will wear with my use. Soz. <laughs> Do you know what I massively think about with that? Hoovers. Hoovers. I, I, I mean... Do you need a hoover for every flat and house? No. no, no one. No. You're not all hoovering at the same time, are yeah. you? Nonsense. Pets. Cats do this anyway. I'm going to say cats are already owned yeah, by several already households. they're collectivised, yeah. But let's do it with all of them. Yeah. Let's do it with every pet. Big snake. If it's long enough, it could go through the house. Big anaconda. It could be in three terraced houses oh, at once. Man, three terraced houses with like a sort of terrarium underneath the floor. So That's it's like really a glass good. floor. Yeah. And there's just loads of snakes and lizards in there. I think you just let it through all the walls and, and you just make sure you've got like little holes it could pop up in yeah. and you give it a little grape. Yeah. Probably don't eat a grape. Probably want some else. I bet it'd eat a grape, but it wouldn't like it. It'd eat a grape, and then it'd I think if sick. you held a grape to a snake, no, actually, I don't. It People would be it, putting it, it on it. the snake WhatsApp. Yeah, one of these three houses has fed it a grape because <laughs> <laughs> it's in my house. I can hear it in the walls. It's coughing. <laughs> it's trying to wretch up a grape. <laughs> When's 
last time you went to a shop to specify not the food shop? Okay. Like a Curry's, you know, like a clothing shop, an electronic shop, a shop that you don't need to go to every week to subsist. Yeah. Um, I mean, under COVID, I've just not gone to as many shops as they would have done. So are we talking pandemic or just, just normal, just in, in normal time? Both in the, in the before times as well as now mm. and also in the future. In the future. Yeah. So talking about the future, there was a wonderful shop that I oh, used yeah. to have in my old borough of Sheffield. Right, okay. Shout out to Crooks, everyone. Um, tough walking up there. Tough walking up there. And it's amazingly yeah. dangerous biking down from yeah, there. Oh, wow. Um, there was, there's, the ice. there's a little hardware shop on there. And it's like one of those uh, mm. four candles shops. Okay. Where if something breaks in your house, yeah. like something in a vacuum cleaner's gone or mm. you pull something out, mm. you bring the broken thing to yeah. this man, yeah. this one man who's the only person who ever works there. Mm. He looks at it, he holds it up in the light, mm. he just shuffles in a bunch of boxes. He goes, there you go, four quid. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, make it up the price. And like, that is something more rare mm. and more interesting than anything you could see in a zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of all zoos. <laughs> <laughs> this. This should be where people are yeah. travelling to. But also, the reason you say zoo is it feels like an artefact that should be witnessed by people. It's gone. It's such a rare and strange thing that it's like an endangered species. It should have those red like tassels on those little bollards that yeah. have a museum so yeah. that I can't tamper with the past. Yes. People yeah. should be, like scientists should be working on making those shopkeepers breed. I think they should freeze the shop cryogenically yeah. until people can solve the economic conditions that's causing them to die yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, are you it just that specific shop? great example and okay. a dying breed but shops in general you vibing with them mm, i like the idea of them mm. do you know there's a wonderful old bookshop in, in sheffield that they got rid of in order to make more student flats mm. and one of the arguments put out by someone who was a lib dem at the time maybe it still is a lib dem mm. is a lot of you students are really sad this is going away but you never shop there and at the time, I'm like, oh, I hate that argument because I don't really ever shop there. It's just full of old antique books and stuff, and it plays weird jazz, mm -hmm. sometimes quite atonal jazz. Yeah. So I don't always want to go in there, <laughs> but I don't want to have to shop there to keep that alive. Yeah, yeah. There are loads of shops that I would never want to get rid of, but I don't want to have to shop there in order to... <laughs> To keep it. That is a problem. What it gives me is yeah. not that I want to buy products from it. Yeah. I just want weird buildings to exist as a backdrop to me being the main character of walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I like those shops that are like a nice place to be in, though. Mm. It tends to be like a nice bookshop. Uh, we got a nice, we got a nice hardware shop by us. Still, yeah. like, hardware shops rely on niceness because you, people are clueless about yes. DIYs. Yeah. Absolutely love in. the smell of a hardware yeah. shop as well. Florists are similar. Yes. So lots of people yeah. want to have plants. Yeah. I don't know about plants. No. You have to tell me. Yeah, so yeah, the best yeah. shops are ones where like you need to exchange info and mm. then you have to trust someone. Yeah. Hairdressers have to go on trust. Yeah. There's lots of places where you don't need any trust. Uh -huh. It's just products. <laughs> and you go, I've got more of a relationship with, with the, the product. I know what I want. And you just need to yeah. vend it to me. And those are the ones that don't really have a, a place in a community so much. Clark's. Do you remember going to Clark's? I used to despise Clark's. The only good thing about Clark's is the moment the foot measuring device touches your the tip of your big toe. No, I didn't like that. I was I liked that. I didn't like that. It reminded yeah. me of HR Geiger. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the man or the art? The art. Right. I've never met the man. <laughs> He's never, he's yeah, never measured saw, my foot. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's HR yeah, guy, guy got measured your foot. Measure your foot. Yeah. Yes, to stay clear of him, he's a fucking weirdo. I'll put my, your foot in my painting. <laughs> All the feet you see in these paintings, real feet. Here we go. 
when you get the, an actual model of the alien xenomorph, yeah. it's got your feet. That's my feet. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, Geiger? I want royalties. <laughs> imagine, imagine trying to convince anyone that xenomorph's got your feet. You'd be laughed out. You'd be laughed out of anywhere. It's the kind of thing you say, and even if it's true, you'll be you'll be labelled a loon. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'd probably take out Geiger as well. Well, just take him out for... He's the one man who knows the truth. He's corroborating it. Yeah. I want the CIA. I just met yeah, my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both. Yeah, okay. Wow. Didn't realise those circles overlapped. So, but, but you haven't explained. Well... <laughs> kind of I'm talking a... about, like, childhood. Did you know what HR Geiger I'm childhood? aware of childhood. Yeah. No, but... but, but, but... <laughs> yeah, don't, don't talk down to me. I, no, I know what it means for a child. I was trying to find that the visit to Clark's was a yeah. childhood visit. Okay, so H.R. Geiger's art taps yeah. into something which is which you know already yeah. before you've seen his artwork, Okay, which is the mechanical realm and the biological realm should never get too chummy. Oh, oh actually, yes, yeah, is a good never idea. Never get too chummy, so yeah. I never want part of my anatomy uh-huh. in any kind of vice. Yeah, it's got a cyborg element. Yeah, uh-huh. because let's say... They're measuring, and obviously they bring it down to be the length they, of your foot. Well, yeah. they just don't stop. <laughs> yeah, and they just crush if, your foot. Well, how strong is this Clark's worker? Um, do you know, part of me always felt that it just could be like you just turn it on, okay, and it just clamps you automatically. Wow, that's fucked. Please don't design that, anyone. I, I also didn't like that the Clark's lift talked. It was the first talking lift I ever encountered as a child. What the fuck? And I despised it. Yeah, that's a big Clark's. The Two lift, floor Clark's. Birmingham. Oh shit! Yeah, so, yeah. The, so the Clark's, the lift would talk to you, and I just hated it. I was, and that, and then my foot was in a vice. This yeah. was just a yeah, cyberpunk yeah, nightmare yeah, yeah. fuck I was, I was through the looking glass I was about to jack into the matrix so I'm now, now we're talking about this I did not, I did not anticipate this to be a, a do you, like boomer Facebook level do you remember Clark's level conversation uh-huh. which I appear to have got us in blundered us into here but you, I, I remember going with my mum to acquire the shoe measurement and Clark's mm-hmm. with the contraption and then using the information gleaned from this to go to shoe zone, which is like ah uh, <laughs> like, yeah yeah, and you've got like much or or some sort of much bleaker giant shoe warehouse mm-hmm. where there was nowhere to fucking sit or try anything on. There was just boxes and boxes of shoes, mm. and then you go and find the one, and it's much cheaper. Yeah, I do this with the opticians now. I go yeah. into Specsavers, yeah, and you get a f- you get a free eye test there oh, or right, something, shit. or cheap or something. Yeah, it's yeah. a very cheap eye test. And then you go, oh, great, can you give me the score. my readings yeah, yeah. and let me browse the glasses that are near the door? Uh, Thank you, you so much for blowing yeah. air in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Then <laughs> <laughs> you order them online. You can get real cheap. These are online. Hold on. The fucking air, the, the opticians is way more Geiger. Yeah. I don't like that either. You're trying to Fair catch enough. me as a hypocrite. I hate no, it no. more. No, no I want to understand. I, I, like my last eye test, because yeah. they blow now. Yeah, you had the blow? I've had the blow didn't like it I was going to a little uh, I was going to an opticians that was near the hardware guy shout out to Crooks in Sheffield <laughs> right I was going to an opticians yeah. that was just an old school opticians yeah. where it was just an old guy yeah. one guy yeah. he looks at your eyes he, he, just writes, he just writes down some numbers you do what little fashion fuck? stuff you look, at the, fuck? you look at the letter triangle okay. he looks in your eye alright I thought he was doing he was looking at you and going yeah what from, from a distance yeah 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 Yeah, you look like this and this yeah <laughs> he's actually got really good eyes He's got his telescopic eyes. Yeah. So I, I had that. So I didn't know about blow. No. I had this. Whole, I was sheltered from blow. And then when I had blow, yeah. I was saying to the guy, I can't handle the blow. I didn't like the blow. Can you? And I Bad said, could you just blow one and then extrapolate? And he said, no, because no, no, the eyes could different. be different. Mm-hmm. Your eyes could be different. Yeah. I'm saying that's why you extrapolate. Just yeah. Listen, I when I first experienced the eye blow, I can't do blow. I don't like talking about. I didn't blow. want to. I, 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 you know, I went along with it. I was, you know, and I accepted it, that mm. it was a necessary, you know, sort of Milgram experiment. Okay, this I'm going to. Exp- 
This is verbatim what I said to the optician. I said, <laughs> I understand the necessity of this. I'm not intellectually... I think I was... Yeah. You know, I'd forgot to be normal, yeah, so, right. so yeah. I spoke my mind. And I said, I want to understand that. <laughs> intellectually, I understand the necessity of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a junk part of the procedure and you're blowing in my eye for no reason. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm having such an intense physical reaction that it might be worse than just not being able to see very well. <laughs> well, like, I was like... I do, do you know what I wanted to ask? What the fuck is this? What does this find out? Yeah. I wanted to know what the blowing, what is it? Because yeah. in my head, I'm like, he's doing this for a reason. But I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to ask the reason. I thought if I didn't ask, he'd think I was fucking stupid. I was like, this guy's going to think I'm an idiot if I ask mm. what the blow's for. I have to pretend like the blow's normal. I've learned from experience that asking why things are happening is often regarded as complaining. Yes. On it's the, a complaint on, on, yeah, on the yeah, trains. Yeah, yeah. I go. Uh, so why is why yeah. is off peak return doesn't say northern trains only, uh -huh. but I can only use them on northern trains. But it doesn't say that on the ticket. Like how is that? And I, to me, I want to be like, yeah, how's that question. happened? Yeah, how yeah. is that it's like? Query. What what has happened here? And is and when the self service uh -huh. checkout thing goes, yeah. oh, you've you've it's wrong and you didn't help. Yeah. I try asking the person, have I done a thing wrong so that I can yeah. not do it in future so you don't need to come and swipe your ID on the right, self-service? Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, it's just broken like this. And I'm like, I'm not, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah. actually having a go. I'm... When I think of the self-service person who stands uh, in the self-service yeah, yeah, checkouts, yeah. I always think, <clears throat> what's the best thing I can do for them? Yeah. But I can't get that information no. from them because you would need like a mission impossible level uh, conversational dexterity yeah. to get that information from someone without seeming irate uh, or the ultimate freak. Yeah, yeah. So I just imagine what's in their head. Yeah. And based on random prejudice <laughs> mixed with random numbers, I decide whether they'd rather be busy or rather be idle. <laughs> On a case-by-case -case basis. The, uh, the unexpected item in the bargain area alert is going off because you're rolling D20s. Yeah, and going, I think you want an excuse to walk around a bit. You seem like your feet are hurting. Maybe you want to be more active. I can't ask you because I... society's fucked. <laughs> in a perfect society, I could say, how do you want me to behave today to every member of staff? I would like to be able to ask a lot of people, what is the appropriate thing I should do next? Yeah. I think I would love to be able to just openly ask What's that. the most normal thing I could do in your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you ask that question, that script, though. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's the forbidden question. And yet, you know, there's such a dissonance because it's clear what I want. Yeah. And yet I'm... I'm being treated as though I'm a freak. Yeah, because, because asking that question, question, asking that question by default makes you a freak of the highest order. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone off track. What was I going to say? This is about shops, isn't it? It's about shops. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to try and talk about how the, in many ways, getting shit delivered might be better for certain things. Even supermarket stuff. Sure, sure. Because, you know, supermarkets have insane stuff like they got a frozen fish mm -hmm. on ice that's getting electricity to freeze it and then a beam of light lining it up so it looks fancy so you buy it. Yeah, so if yeah. you stored all these things in just like a warehouse where and everything could just be packaged in blank packaging so you wouldn't have to need all marketing people to put like lightning bolts and pictures of demons on stuff. Mm -hmm. It'd be like a kid doing a wheelie. Picture the demons on your frozen fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the demon going, I love fish. Yeah. Um, Omega-3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speak it thrice and I shall manifest. Um, you know, like a kid doing a wheelie into a demon because uh -huh. he's had his Omega-3. Yeah, and he's got a cod in either hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's called like Captain Bird's Eye Junior. Yeah, he's looking up into the clouds and there's kind of a Captain Bird's Eye formation like Simba and the Lion King. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You too will be the captain. And he's like, no, I'm going to fight demons on my BMX. Yeah, I'm going to slay hell. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the other side of it, obviously, however, is that under capitalism, all the warehouse stuff, you know, Amazon warehouse mm -hmm. is just like the most horrific places to work in there because that's concealed from you as much as fucking retail, you know, anyone who's worked retail knows that that's a horror show in, in and of itself. But it's a different horror show than the relentless, like hit the targets, get the shit in the box, mm -hmm. Amazon warehouse stuff. So I guess my question would be like, would you have shops after the revolution? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to have some shops, I think. Yeah, but I think you've kind of answered it of like the shop that you'd want, like I can, you can envision the florist and the person that fixes the thing. Yeah. Sh shop. And a little bookshop. And a little bookshop. Yeah. But you can't envision Matalan. Yeah, or Big Morrisons. <laughs> no, right. There'll be no Big Morrisons <laughs> after the revolution. There'll just be a little sandwich dealer. <laughs> that sounds like a guy who's in the pub. It's a guy who comes around in an unmarked cap. <laughs> want some curry chicken? No, no. no. <laughs> Do you want a cob? <laughs> Not from you. Yeah, you get in the back and you know the black cabs, you've got this tiny little change hole. <laughs> He's trying to squeeze a big bat through that. <laughs> Made it too big. He <laughs> <laughs> does delivery, but he just posts bats through your letterbox. pushes them through. <laughs>Mandatory redistribution party where we have uh, little bonus episodes. I hope you're doing okay. Stay fungible, folks. Stay fungible. Love.